Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sincerely Allison. If you're new here, hi, I'm Allison, and I am so happy that you've joined me today. I'm really excited for this episode, even though I'm honestly a little scared to talk about it, too, because today I'm going to be sharing the first of two, maybe three parts of my grad school journey It's very crazy that I'm already done with grad school and that I even have anything to recap. Honestly, it feels like I was there in such a blip of time, but that's where we are. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I want to start off this episode by sharing how and why I even decided to go to grad school including how I chose where to apply, the application process, my decision, and how I prepared to go. So if you want to hear specifically about the program and what I did and things like that during the year that I was there, this is not the episode for you because this is the lead up to grad school because I think It's not talked about enough, the process of applying and getting ready to go to grad school, at least for a journalism program. It's not talked about nearly enough. I know that when I was applying two years ago, this time of year, I was searching and searching and searching for videos and podcasts and posts about applying and they just weren't really there. So I want to be that person and I'm actually going to be on Zoom calls in the next few weeks with some prospective students who want to go to the grad school I went to and they want some more information. So I want to be a resource for people who are thinking about applying to grad school, whether it's journalism or not. So if you are a close friend that is listening to this, then you might know some of this, but maybe not as in-depth. So you're welcome. Let's, Let's do this. Let's go back to around 2015, 2016, shall we? I was a 16, 17-year-old girl at that time. And to start, I kind of always knew that I wanted to get a master's degree. Neither of my parents have one, but both of my grandparents on my dad's side do. And because of that, it was kind of always in the back of my mind, but when you're like 16, if you know you want to go get your bachelor's and then your master's and your PhD, like good for you, but I think that's kind of rare. When I decided that I wanted to become an elementary school teacher when I was about eh, 15, 16, I looked into programs and saw that it was pretty much becoming a necessity to get your master's degree for that career field. You don't have to do it, but a lot of people do for more pay and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of figured, let's just get a master's degree. And the university I went to for undergrad, they have an incredible teaching program. All of the teachers that have come through that school are amazing. And I know so many of them, and I'm so proud to be their friends because they are truly going to be the change makers. And so they had the four-year program, and they even offered a few one- to two-year master's programs. So... I set everything up in my mind. I was going to get my bachelor's and I was going to immediately get my master's and have my master's by the time I was 23, 24. Sounds really cool, right? Sounds like I kind of knew what I was doing, right? Well, wrong. As we all know, and if you didn't know, I'm about to tell you, 
I ended up changing my major about one-ish month into my freshman year of college, and I kind of forgot about getting a master's degree at that time because I was 18. I was so focused on figuring out what I wanted to do with my future because before this, teaching had been my thing, and now that was no longer happening, and I was very, very happy about that. It was a choice that I alone made. I can go in depth in another episode about how I made this decision, but I'm very, I'm still very happy with it. So I kind of forgot about it, but about one year into my major, so I'd say this was probably like late 2018, early 2019, I figured out that I wanted to be a journalist and I knew I wanted to get my master's in journalism because I love my undergrad. They are amazing, and the communication studies department, truly, I would not be here without them, but they didn't have a specific journalism major or degree or program. I learned a lot about journalism, but I knew I needed a little bit more of a foundation, and I didn't go into it when I was 18, ready to go and taking full advantage of every opportunity that didn't happen until late sophomore year. So I felt kind of behind, if that makes sense, even though I really wasn't, I felt like it. So naturally I began researching different programs and universities and learned that most journalism master's programs were about mm, a year long, maybe a little more depending on the university, but for the most part about a year. And since I had already planned on getting my master's in one to two years right after undergrad, I decided to go for it. And it soon became something I was obsessed with. I have a very obsessive personality. I know that about myself. And I loved researching grad schools, talking about where I might go, what I would do with it, where my career would take me. I loved it. And I was literally like 19. I didn't even apply to a single full-time job my fall semester of my senior year of college because I was so convinced that I would get into at least one school. It was my chosen path, and honestly, it felt really good to me. So while everyone else was freaking out about all of these things applying for full-time jobs and, you know, a pandemic and blah, 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 I was like, okay, I'm going to go to grad school. And it feels like you're making the quote-unquote easier choice, but let me tell you something, there is nothing easy about choosing to go to grad school. Nothing easy. And let's get into that. That will lead me to the application process. So I really began looking seriously into schools in the fall of my junior year, which was 2019. And early on, I set my sights on Syracuse University, specifically the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications. It's been established, as I said, that I have an obsessive personality. So while I was obsessed with talking about going to grad school, I then became obsessed with talking about Newhouse specifically so much that I'm pretty sure my parents probably got tired of hearing me talk about it. But I knew that this school was really, really hard to get into, and I knew I needed to research other schools just in case because I wanted to make sure I had options. I mean, I didn't want to apply to one or two schools, not get in, and then just kind of have no other game plan. So options, I like options. I also researched the process of applying, and I learned that most schools require applicants to take the GRE. Important note, though, this was in fall 2019, pre-COVID. 
So a, a lot of the things that I was looking at in 2019 changed just months later because of the pandemic. So the GRE was not required for any schools that I applied to because I applied for the 2021 application cycle, but the year before they may have been. So just to note, I don't know if they are still required in the GRE or if they're not, but in 2019, 2020, they were. And then when COVID hit, things changed. So because I saw the GRE was something you have to take and I knew I was not the best test taker, I needed to study and prepare for that. Fast forward a couple of months to summer 2020, COVID had hit, life was crazy and very different. I used most of my free time because clearly we all had a lot of free time because no one was really going anywhere, preparing myself for this application process that was proving to be absolutely crazy. I bought a GRE prep book and as soon as it was available, literally I pre-ordered it and it arrived on the day it was available. It was amazing. And I studied for the GRE at least three or four times per week. I also poured over grad school YouTube videos. I reached out to students about their experiences and I talked to different people who advise students on their grad school applications. I also narrowed down my list to five schools that I absolutely knew I wanted to apply to based on what I was looking for and based on their programs, the prestige, all of that. I also brainstormed at this time what I would say for my personal statements, and I got feedback on my resume and my writing samples. And I really felt unstoppable during this time because I was so proud of myself because I knew once I got to school in fall 2020, I was going to be so busy, which was true. I was incredibly busy. So I wanted to get as much of a head start as I could because I knew that studying for the GRE on top of everything else that I had to do and then doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that was just going to drive me crazy. So I took the time when I had time to prepare and I felt ready to take on the application process, which really isn't an insane process. I'm not going to lie. I would not say grad school applications were extremely difficult. They were different from applying to undergrad. So when you're in high school and you're applying to go to college, that's a very different experience from applying to grad school. Plus, once you've already applied to college and you've done that for four years, it's easier. You kind of know the questions they're asking, what they're looking for, blah, blah, blah. So it's a little bit different and they judge applications very, very differently when it comes to going to grad school versus going to undergrad. Very different requirements, their different levels of commitment and all of that. So once fall 2020 rolled around, that was when I really started actually saying, okay, I'm applying to grad school, not I'm going to apply. I'm saying I'm applying. After months of prepping for the GRE, which was awful, I took it towards the end of September and I did it virtually. There was a virtual option because of the COVID pandemic and because I went to school in kind of a small town away from big cities. It was just crazy. And that was a huge weight off of my shoulders. I do recommend if you are going to take the GRE, take it early. You don't want to be taking it in November, December, January, February, because they're usually due by then. And if you need to retake it for any reason, you're not going to have any time. 
I would have taken it in the summer, but I really wasn't thinking that hard. I was preparing a lot, but the date of taking the GRE September just felt right for some reason. Um, and I did not retake it. I was happy with the scores that I got, especially on analytical writing. I'm not going to share my scores because that's not pertinent to my experience, but I was happy with it and I didn't want to take it again. And this time I also got my references lined up and I actually began writing my personal statements before I had brainstormed the ideas and different topics based on what research was telling me, but I really began writing them. And I was stressed. As I said before, I was still a full-time student who was working. I was a leader in a bajillion clubs. So I was, I was busy and getting all of this done proved to be extremely difficult. There were times when I just said, I can't do this right now. I need to just watch TV or I need to just go to sleep or something. And I honestly could have been more proactive at times, but I was tired. I was spreading myself way too thin and the applications were not due until after the new year. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get the basics of them done. Like, you know, the personal information and the things that really don't take a lot of time. And then I'm going to worry about the rest later, which in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have done, but that was the only way I knew how to keep myself even remotely sane. So I pushed them out to winter break. And during this time, I was also attending online information sessions. A lot of times they were usually in person, but they were moved online because of COVID, which was awesome. And they kept saying how much they liked it because they liked that they were able to reach more people because it's expensive to travel and fly places, especially across the country or in a new country. So they were able to reach more people. And I loved it because I was able to really see a glimpse into the schools and who worked there and the students. And it was great. <clears throat> At those information sessions, I learned a lot about the schools I was applying to, like the cost, the program length, the classes, and it gave me connections to students who were already there and who could share what the program was really like, which I think is super important and which is why now that I've graduated, I'm talking to prospective students because I want to help them and give them the benefit of my experience, especially because every year since COVID, things have been so, so, so different. So somebody in 2018 can't really tell me what happened that like with COVID because it didn't happen. So I think now talking to people, it's so, so important. And so, as I said, winter break, I really began pounding through these applications. I had a goal for myself that all of them would be submitted by my birthday, which is in early February, since they were all due by usually the end of that month or the beginning of March. It just depended on the school. And that goal was met with flying colors by mid-January before classes started. And after that, all I really had to do was wait. It felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders because so much goes into these applications. And like I said, I spent months pouring over them and getting them ready with 
resumes and writing samples and photos and videos, and some of them had interviews, which normally were in person, but again, due to COVID, they moved them online. And I was getting so in my head about grad school during this time because everyone kept asking me, like my references kept asking me, people I knew were like, have you heard anything? No, I just applied. It was so frustrating. It was torture. I was so stressed about school, my extracurriculars, work, and then of course these applications. So in all honesty, I was no fun to be around. I actually had my dog at school with me during this time when I was waiting to hear back. And it was amazing to have him around and it gave me an excuse to have someone to really spend time with. And I love that I was able to have him there because he kept me calm and kept me sane because I was not happy. And I started saying that the acceptances were sent out and I knew that, you know, you wanted to be on the earlier side and I was just so scared. I wanted to get in everywhere that I applied and I'll share in a minute where I applied and where I got in and where I didn't and things like that. But I was nervous and I think it's so normal to be nervous because now it's out of your hands. You can't control it. And I know you shouldn't worry about things you can't control, but oh my God, I wish I could. At that time, it was awful. I tried to distract myself with a million other things and it didn't really work. It felt like it took ages for me to actually hear back when in reality, it's such a small amount of time in my life. Like literally a month is really not that long. Um, But once I heard back from one school, I started to hear back from them all within like two weeks, which was really frustrating, also exciting, but it was like, why can't, why couldn't I have heard back from you guys much, much, much earlier? And plot twist, I ended up getting accepted to every school that I applied to except one, but that school I don't count because it was a late addition. It was a school I had never been considering And I just applied to say that I applied there and I didn't hear back from them until after I had sent in my deposit for another university. So it didn't really matter. So the schools that I applied to and got into were Syracuse University. I applied to two programs there and I got into both. University of Southern California, Northwestern University, Boston University, and the University of Maryland. For all of them, I applied specifically for broadcast journalism, but if they didn't specify that, then it would just be journalism. And then at Syracuse, I said I applied to two of the programs. I applied to broadcast journalism and magazine, newspaper, and digital journalism. And that was because I didn't know. Honestly, I thought I would like them both, and they had great opportunities and great professors. So I applied to both and I got into both. But then ultimately, if you didn't know, um, I had a lot of choices and it was really, really great. And because I had done so much research going into the application process, it felt like I was pretty prepared to decide where I was going to go. And once the um, acceptances started coming in, Even though I was really considering all of them, it felt like it was a pretty easy decision. I looked at a couple of factors based on what I wanted, 
And those factors were one cost. So I looked at if I got a scholarship or a TA job, how much it costs to attend, the cost of living, pretty much just how much is this all going to be? Because obviously grad school is expensive and I just spent four years at a university and it's a lot. So I looked at the cost. I also looked at the opportunities, like what kind of extracurriculars you can be a part of, the local news stations, um, the different classes that you take, everything that you can do, I looked at. And going in tandem with that, I looked at sports because I wanted to go into sports. I looked at the level of the teams they had, what teams they had, if students usually covered those sports and different things like that. I also looked at the alumni and the connections that the school has to see if they usually help people get jobs or if they are good references, things like that. And then I also looked at the location, like how close or how far it was from my family and then where it was in relation to places that I eventually wanted to live or where I could see myself living, even though with journalism, you kind of go where the job is. I wanted to stay in certain areas. And lastly, but most importantly, I looked at where I could see myself. Like if I could envision myself there, if I knew I wanted to go there, if I could be happy, that was the most important to me because you are going to be going there. You're actually attending that university. You want to enjoy it. You want to love it. You want to be happy. And so that was the thing that I took into consideration, honestly, the most. And when that was all said and done, I had kind of dreamt of going to Syracuse for so, so, so long. I had a lot of their apparel and I talked about it all the time. So that was definitely the front runner. I spent a majority of my time honestly comparing all of the schools to Syracuse. And my top three ended up being Syracuse, USC, and Boston. And then when I really thought about it, I really sat down and went, okay, pros and cons, pros and cons. I'm a huge pros and cons list person. I ruled out USC because it was just too far away from where I'm from and my family and the cost to fly, drive, whatever was just going to be so much. And then I ruled out Boston because the program was longer and mainly because Syracuse gave me a TA job, even though Boston gave me a great scholarship. Syracuse gave me a job and they had the most incredible, oh, just thinking about it, broadcast journalism program and alumni and sports opportunities. And honestly, it was my dream. I dreamt of Syracuse and I have so many pictures and videos of me manifesting um, Syracuse and praying. And when it was all said and done, I kind of knew that I had to go there. Because even though each school had something incredible to offer, and I felt so honored and humbled to have been accepted to each of them. The opportunities were endless. And I knew that no matter where I went, I would be successful and I would learn so much. But in the end, Syracuse was where my heart was. And that was confirmed when I visited there in March 2021 after I was accepted. The campus was beautiful. The apartments were great. And there were some in walking distance. And Newhouse, oh, oh my God, wow. Newhouse was just breathtaking. I remember walking in there and I just stood there, the entrance with my mouth wide open. 
Like literally my jaw dropped to the floor and the deal was sealed right then and there. I put down my deposit. I accepted the job, the TA job, and I was set to move to New York that July. And I couldn't have been more thrilled if I had tried. I was crying tears of joy a ton because I was just so excited for this opportunity and my future. And I still like, I needed people to pinch me all the time because I couldn't believe that I had been accepted to my dream school, my dream program. And I was going to go like, seriously, guys, I was on cloud nine floating there for so long and nothing could have brought me down. And that brings me to the prep to move to New York. So believe it or not, accepting an offer of admission to grad school and then announcing to your friends and family where you're going to go is literally the easy part, especially when you're moving out of state for the first time. Believe it or not, there's a ton to do before you start grad school. In short, you have to apply for FAFSA and deal with all of that. And if you've never done it before, it's a lot. You have to find an apartment and apply for it and, you know, get ready to move in, register for classes, apply for any class waivers, get parking passes, buy textbooks, submit transcripts, register your university email, handle health insurance, get and file required immunizations, and so on and so forth. And especially with COVID, there were there was a lot of COVID correspondence about how things were going to go. And that's just a lot in itself. And of course... You have to pack and get ready to move and mentally prepare, among others. Sounds easy, right? It's a lot easier said than done, I'll tell you that. My specific program started the second-ish week of July, which is kind of a weird time housing-wise. So I had to go back and forth with my apartment complex to work out a lease for me to actually move in in time for classes to start. I ended up moving in about three days before we started, which wasn't a lot of time, but I was ready by the time classes started. And different grad schools will start at different times. Some start in the summer, some start in the fall, some you can do in January. It just kind of depends, but mine starts in July and ends in August. And once all of those things were taken care of, which literally took me forever, All that was really left to do was just be happy and excited about this new chapter. And as I said, I was super excited and scared and happy and nervous and proud and stressed. Let's just say I was a mix of emotions. I began chatting with my new cohort early on. Like as soon as I got accepted, I joined the Facebook page and joined the group me and that was that. We did have a couple of Zooms for everyone to try to get to know each other, but those were kind of bust. Sorry, guys. And then once I moved in, a few of us girls got together at this cute little restaurant downtown to bond before we officially started classes. And it felt really good to actually break the ice early on because I thought I was the only one that was nervous. And that's, in hindsight, such a stupid thing to think because I was wrong. No one really knew anyone aside from texting or maybe FaceTiming ahead of time, which most didn't do. So it felt like for the first time we were all starting from chapter one and we were on a kind of level playing field, at least when it came to making friendships. 
I've never been the most social outgoing person. So that made me feel much, much, much better. And we all came from different undergrads with different levels of background in journalism, which was helpful. Some of us, like me, had a decent amount of experience, like we knew the basics, how to use a camera, editing software, AP style, all of the things like that. But there were a few who had no experience whatsoever. They did have a passion, though, for learning, which all of us did. And that was enough to really carry them through. And very few people, if any, really at all, had a lot of experience because, honestly, if they did, they didn't need to be there. And it was cool to think about, at least to me, how even if some people had no experience, they would be caught up by the end of the first few weeks. And in the end, we would all turn out to be great journalists, which is true. Looking back on it, I'm proud to have been a part of that cohort and to have the friends that I do and still talk to the people that I do today. And that leads me to boot camp, which is when... It was just six weeks full of getting your booty literally kicked, learning more, and getting ready for a year of insanity. And yes, it's literally called boot camp. And I'd heard about boot camp at Newhouse, and I was scared to death. But I'll talk about that next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you learned a little bit more about the grad school application process and the timeline, why I chose to get my master's and all of that. In next week's episode, I'll talk about boot camp, which is sure to be interesting. And I'll talk about more of my classes, my experience at the start of grad school, and really get down to the nitty gritty of my experience. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave me a rating. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at SincerelyAllisonPod to stay up to date whenever I upload new episodes, which is every Wednesday. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Sincerely, Allison.